Chad Now, Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. Man, it's been so it's been so long. <laughs> For it's been yeah, it's been since last year. For Jason, I'm a commie, and we're gonna talk about that a lot later. Lion, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. <laughs> I'm not going to say that Spike Cohen was at my house and I fed him gluten accidentally uh, and no audio for Jason. Okay, give me, give me a second. Give me one second. Say something now. All right, hang on one second, everybody. You're gonna see a black screen. Say something now, Jason. Nope, they can't, and I know why. They can't, and I know why. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it is that one? Say something now. It's It's not that one. It's not that one. What about now? Nope, not that one. <laughs> there it is. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hey! Wow. Right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. okay. Yes. We good? <clears throat> All right. So do I go back to blaming you again, or do we just move on like that never happened? <laughs> So I may have give, accidentally given Spike Cohen gluten while he was at my house, which Spike Cohen can't have gluten for anybody who doesn't know uh, that. Um, and then uh, everybody who was at my house that day got COVID. So you're spreading the COVIDs and the glutens everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everyone you love. Everywhere. <laughs> Matt Wright, the super spreader of 2022. It's true. It's true. And now why why is my okay, we're gonna hopefully this works. Uh we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out together, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh okay. We shouldn't have any more freezing problems. We shouldn't have any uh more audio problems. Um hopefully everything continues to work the way that it's supposed to, even though it keeps going into the red for me. I was not supposed to do this show, everybody. Uh, we were under the impression that Spike Cohen was going to be here tonight. And he called me this afternoon. And he said, I can't do it. I can't talk. 
And I went, okay, well, I'll see if Jason wants to do it. And then I had a series of mishaps all evening. So I was setting all of this up for the first time on this computer, literally right before we went live. Um, so uh, please forgive us. But now that I think that we have most of the technical issues worked out, uh, please head on, please uh, like it, please share it, please go uh, hit the bell if there's a bell. Uh, we want your phone to explode anytime that we go live so people can watch us fumble through these openings. Which is exclusive to every show on Buddy Waters Media. That's right. Um, uh, so share the gift of muddied waters today. Kids love it. Uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank the fantastic and wonderful Justin at low tide, uh, for the kava that I am drinking on this evening. And, uh, thank you Lipton iced tea for giving me something to drink as well. Yes. Bull of Anaka. Bull of Anaka. Uh, um, so I don't know why my internet is being so dodgy. Um, this is awesome. All right. So <laughs> let's pay some bills for the first time this year. This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. If you are not yet a member of the second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party, all you have to do is go to the exclusive Facebook group. Just go to the exclusive Facebook group and uh, join, and you are now a member. That's all it takes to become a member. If you want to become a voting member, though, you need to head on over to the... I don't have any of that in here. Uh, you have to come on over to the Muddied Waters store, which can be found at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash store. And uh, you can pick yourself up a Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus button or shirt, and then you will become a voting member. Which is fantastic because we don't vote. We don't vote on anything. Uh, the Gravy King. Thomas Queter. Thomas Queter is rolling for Senate and for state Senate in New York. Uh, he says, I run better than Albany because he can't. And it's still better than Albany. And it's still better than Albany. Um... <laughs> So if you want to join, nope, not saying that. So if you want to join the wonderful army of people trying to get the most fiscally conservative man elected because he's going to bring his own chair to the state Senate, go to tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com today. Joe Solosky, he's running for governor of Pennsylvania. And Joe Solosky, if you may or may not know this, not only is he the voice of the muddied waters of freedom, but he is also the key to Pennsylvania's success. Uh, if you want to, if you live in the Pennsylvania region of these United States and you want to uh, have the first libertarian governor ever, all you have to do is vote for Joe Solosky. Great. Frozen again. Good to know. Um, Jack Casey. Jack Casey is a guy, I think. I don't want to gender Definitely anybody. Definitely a guy. Is he? Definitely okay. maybe a guy. Definitely maybe a guy. Uh, and he's written some books. 
I don't know if these books are good. I don't know if they're bad. I won't ever know. What I do know is he pays me to ask you to buy them. They are the royal green and silver throned and crowned by gold. Uh, and I don't know what they are about, but looking at the covers, I just assume Jack Casey is telling you sordid details about his debaucherous love life. So uh, if you head on over to theroyalgreen.com today, you can pick up these books and uh, you can mm, support that, I guess, if that's something that you want to do. I don't know. Um, man, I want to try to reset my modem so bad. Uh, that's going to go good during a show. It's... That's going to go so good during a show, but I know exactly what happens if I do that. Um but uh, so, so Jason, it has been since at some time in December, the last time that we did a show here, yep. that this is the very first Muddied Waters of Freedom of the New Year, which beats last year's record of the 13th by five whole days. Um, so how, how was your Christmas break? Oh, so... People who know me know that I moved down south because I hate all things cold and wintry. So we decided to, to bring in the new year in Connecticut because, by golly, that's where the cold is. And so that's where I had to be. Uh, it was a good time, um, other than the fact that I was being lambasted for killing Betty White, um, which may be justifiable. But I think that this is the maybe justifiable. It's justifiable. Um. But because of that, because you guys have, have torn me apart, I do have a quick joke for everybody. Um, what's the difference between Betty White and Paul Walker? Well, Paul Walker made it to 100 before he died. But after that, uh, you know, Bob Saget went away. And Dan Berman, who was a guest on my show, uh, he's to blame <laughs> for that. So we have me killing Betty White. Dan Berman killing Bob Saget, and then we have Matt Wright trying to kill Spike Cohen. I mean, the Muddied Waters team, if you just give us a person, chances are we either know somebody or we'll take it out ourselves. Um, but other than that, it's been a fantastic year, <laughs> despite <laughs> all of that. And uh, some good news for the family and everything else. So, we're going to see muddy waters grow in, a, in, a, in an incredible way. And we yeah, promise so that the shows will run more. 2022 was supposed to be the year with less uh, technical hiccups, but apparently we're starting, we're starting off strong. Um, yeah. We, uh, Sarah and I did not exchange gifts this year, which was great for me because I spent money on a ring and now I have to pay for a wedding um and what a beautiful day you guys have selected for that i know yes that october 21st is a beautiful beautiful day and we chose that day we chose that day because it is the day that the that our lord and savior jason lyon was the brought commie. <laughs> the comic was brought into this world and uh we could not think of a better day in order to truly. If anyone to, missed that, that episode, just 
go back and watch the episode with with matt coming on my show he's like hey you got to save the date of october 21st and i was like why am i saving the date for my birthday like what's going on (laughs) on my birthday he's like i'm getting married i was like i can remember that date you're you are going to be the only marriage that i'm going to remember like my own marriage probably not going to remember it every year blame me for it that's fine (laughs) but yours guaranteed remembered i will always remember your birthday I don't know Spike's birthday. I have a roundabout <laughs> estimate of when it is, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, we had we had a good break, uh, and you know, then we got COVID, and then our break got longer. Uh, so you know, we are Any all excuse. back. <laughs> we are back. We are we are all feeling normal-ish, and the the. So I want to say this about COVID before we get into talking more about COVID. Um, We have said on this show for quite some time that COVID doesn't sound too bad and that the Omicron variant uh, sounds like it's basically a cold. It is not. (laughs) It is not. It is much worse than a cold. Yes. But it is not as bad as the flu yeah i can yeah yeah, i could definitely see that yeah and so what you're saying is is we should shut down economies over it (laughs) no the only economy that should have been shut down was me for those three days that i was really (laughs) out um so uh we will no longer be comparing covid to the flu on this show (laughs) or to the to the cold on the show uh and instead we will say it's it's not as bad as the flu i like it it's the cold on steroids it yes yes it's the barry bonds of colds (laughs) it's the mark mcguire of colds um so that brings us god i hope i have it in here yes i do to the mud water mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment uh are you tired of coffee like i am not are you sick of all of the caffeine like i am not in fact i thrive on it and need it uh well if so have i got great news for you you can wake up in the morning instead of having a piping hot cup of delicious bean juice from the originally from the arab region of uh the middle east sure uh you can have mud water which is a coffee alternative with masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon and that is it uh it tastes exactly like you think those things are going to taste and uh if has one seventh of the caffeine so not only does it not taste good at all but you're going to be sitting there like this most of the you day. Just, you just have to drink seven times of it. <laughs> you have to drink you have to drink seven times more mud water than you do of coffee. Um, Can we the people that who to love the cold? it. <laughs> you have to drink seven seven doses of that. We could potentially compare that to the cold. Yes. Uh, trust me at honey if you want to make the switch today head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud I like how janky it looks where it says Mudville South Carolina under your name because I was just like I don't even have time to figure this out right now 
Um... <laughs> we need to get like a a watermark of Muddy Waters logo with the TM and just put that over all of our areas. <laughs> that would just go over this entire show. Uh... <laughs> so this week. I have to think, like, I, this week, the Supreme Court, <coughs> the Supreme COVID. Court, COVID, uh, <coughs> speaking of COVID, <coughs> the Supreme Court has blocked <coughs> Biden's COVID vaccine mandate <coughs> for businesses. In a six to three ruling with uh, Stephen Breyer, Sonia, a hundred thousand children in serious condition and many on ventilators, Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan uh, dissenting Biden's vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 employees or more has been blocked, which is fantastic news. Fantastic. Um, Obviously, we have been saying from the beginning here on this show and on every show here at Muddied Waters. um, um, that this that this mandate is exceptionally unconstitutional. just because you have a job doesn't mean that the government should be able to tell you you have to take a medical procedure. Um, if you have a job, <coughs> if you have a, <coughs> if you have a job and happen to be an obese person, uh, the government shouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> that you have to eat healthy. This is going to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <coughs> Um, you spread the COVID to me. I'm going <laughs> to call out next week. <clears throat> you all right? I'm good. I all am right, good. good. We we are fine here. Um, It was also interesting on that because they, they set an arbitrary number of 100 employees. So if you had 99 employees, you're fine. If you had 100 employees, just fire one, kill one off, and you'll be fine. But of course, this if they would have wanted 100, they would have moved it back. And eventually, they would have gone down to where if you're employed you have to do this and clearly if you want to live a life everybody if you want to feed yourself go get what we say you have to right um so luckily that was blocked now i'm not gonna say that i called this a hundred percent accurately but i did um in a 5-4 ruling with roberts and kavanaugh uh, joining the liberal justices, the court voted to allow uh, Biden administration's vaccine rules for healthcare workers who are employed at healthcare facilities that receive taxpayer money. This shouldn't have been a shock for any of us, and of course, you guys have called this. And and but Kavanaugh has always been really terrible when it comes to constitutionality and healthcare. Right. He was the when he was in the lower courts, it was his opinion that uh, supported um, uh, the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, by saying, hey, it's not a fine or it's not a tax. It's a fine or, you know, it's a it's a tax, not a fine. And so that's what what uh, Chief Justice Roberts used to justify to allow the Affordable Care Act to go through. So when Kavanaugh has this opinion of the lower courts and now he's at the Supreme Court, we would expect that he still has this demented point of view when it comes to healthcare and, and the country and the Supreme Court's authority on this. Yeah. So, and you've seen this so many times. Back in the 80s, before it was 21 to drink anywhere, 
well, it was 21 to drink some places, but before it was 21 to drink everywhere. The way that they got states to do this was they started withholding government money from them for highways. And they said, if you don't change your uh, drinking age to 21, it's fine. You don't have to, but we will no longer give you federal money for your highway. So eventually every state broke down and did it with Louisiana, I believe, being the last holdout. Um, and they eventually did too. But if you go to New Orleans on any given day, you see that they don't care. Um, uh, and then later, uh, when Trump was in office, they started states were saying, okay, we're going to become sanctuary cities for, uh, undocumented people for immigrants that are here. And, uh, Trump said, okay, that's fine. You can do that, but you won't get any federal money. And some people broke down and other people didn't break down. This goes to show you when you as a city or as a state or as a healthcare facility begin taking government money, they are going to be able to start to tell you how to live your life or else you are going to lose the money. Yep. Um, or in other words... If you use the government's toys, which is our money, they will tell you how to play with it. Yeah. And and talking about future legislation that become, may be coming through, right? You talked about the, the sanctuary for uh, immigrants, um, you know, illegal immigrants or, or whatever term people want to use these days. Um, people are talking about this for firearms, for talking about this for um, just sanctuary states for or municipalities for all these different things. And that's always the question that halts that progression is we're going to lose federal funding. Everybody knows that this is the playbook on the inside on politics because this is how stupid our governments run. They're, they are money-hungry beings, and that's all that they want to do is they want to follow the money. If we can get money by doing this, so they want their paychecks. They want to live off of us through every means possible. And so you guys have to be holding to how the federal government wants to run. Yes. Speaking of things that are abysmal, like the, the way the federal government is run, Joe Biden's poll numbers. I don't. Have you looked these up? I have. I, I looked them up last week, and okay. it blew my mind. Um, because I've been long. We've all seen the room. Well, we'll, we'll get into the numbers first, and then we'll talk about it. Right. So, according to a new Quinnipiac poll. Uh, Americans give President Biden a negative 33 to 53% job approval rating. That is awful. Yep. That 40% is... you're you're doing terrible. 40% you're kind of doing average at this point. I like, feel like I, I feel like it was more like 43 45% would be average. And then you, you get down there to the 40 and it's like, all right, you're kind of screwing things up. Drop it seven points from there. Even people in your own party are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. 13% uh, did, did not offer an opinion on what they thought Joe, of Joe Biden's opinion or of Joe Biden's job approval how he's doing at his job whoo this show's gonna be so off the rails so good. uh so good 
glad, glad, I feel glad like those 13 percent are just like they were voters for Biden. They're like plugging their ears and just going la 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 la. I don't want to be doing. I don't want to follow politics anymore. We got Trump out. We're good to go. It's probably small faction, but not not the majority. Now this is of all voters. Or sorry, no, it's not. This is of all Americans. Of, among registered voters, Biden gets. He's doing slightly better. He's he's got a thirty five percent job approval rate uh, rating with eleven percent. That two point jump. Now, <laughs> with eleven percent, not offering an opinion. Now, where it gets interesting is if you take a look at the different factions of uh, groupings. Um, in, of people aged 18 to 34, 52% of people disapprove of Joe Biden's performance. This is Only a half. group, <laughs> sorry, over half. This is a group that historically has voted more Democratic and over, you know, history. Uh, and now 52% of them are saying he's doing terrible. That has to be terrifying. 51% of women who historically vote more Democratic disapprove of Joe Biden's performance. 27% of black voters disapprove of Biden's performance. And that seems like, oh, he's not doing too bad. No, for black voters, he is doing awful. He is doing awful. If you're 13% with black voters, you're not doing good if you're a Democrat. Mm. And he's at 27 disapprove and 51% of Hispanics say that he is doing not well. They disapprove of his numbers also. I kind of wish I would have pulled up Harrison's or Harris's numbers because a long time throughout the the time of the Biden campaign and early on the idea was was that Joe Biden is so old and so riddled with dementia and everything else that he couldn't put together a coherent statement so he was going to get elected in order to step down and allow for Harris to step in and be the next president of the United States but her approval ratings is even worse than his more often than not and so we're we're stuck with this we've got a shit sandwich in office and you got a shit sandwich following that up and it's just like well i guess we're just gonna have to see the pendulum swing to the republican side in the next election because we don't we that's our only plan b like we have no other option here it's Um, it's horrific oh it's horrific it is horrific i'm going through it right now to see if I've got Harris's numbers in this poll and I don't see him, but, uh, so not listed for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, so if you were to look at those numbers, which would you think is worse? Biden's approval rating among these groups of people or the job that the Democrats are doing in Congress? As sad as it might be, as I just unplugged my headphones, um, as sad as it might be, it probably is Joe Biden's approval ratings is probably still somehow functioning to be higher than the Democrats in office, despite them doing what we know whenever you have a majority and 
in Congress, and that is you don't get anything done. You just say you just got to vote for us harder next time. So among 18 to 34-year-olds, 52% disapprove of how the Democrats are handling it. So the same. Among women, 55%. Wow. Among uh, black voters... 32% disapprove. So I'm I'm trending in the right direction here. Yeah, trending in the right direction. Um, And of Hispanics, 56% disapprove of how Democrats are handling it. So just a smidge higher. So we can't blame Biden. We got to blame Congress. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) How do you think the Republicans are doing? I feel like it's a. Hmm. probably in between there the two of them um because the the republicans have managed to for the most part stay out of uh, out of the news cycles because we're more focused on on joe manchin being like a a steward of hey my party sucks here and so i i feel like they would still be pretty bad because they're still part of congress but not quite as bad as joe biden or not quite as good as joe biden (laughs) i don't know (laughs) I have no negative integers. They suck. Right. So among 18 to 34 year old, 54 disapprove. That's worse. In women, 65 disapprove. Way worse. Among black voters, 75 disapprove. And among Hispanics, 55 disapprove so just terrible across the slate just terrible across the slate in each and every one of those categories joe biden is doing awful with 52 percent, 51 percent, 27 and 51 uh democrats are doing worse republicans are doing worse republicans are to blame for all of this (laughs) republicans are to blame for all of it even though uh they have zero power to do anything uh it's because Democrats care about the minorities, and while the minority power <laughs> party in Congress, they're to blame. <laughs> yeah. If you were to ask me, man, I st- like I still think Republicans win the House and the Senate in the midterms. I would still say, even with the abysmal numbers that they're putting up in these polls, um, yeah. but. I can't imagine that is going to be the sweeping landslide that people are saying that it's going to be. Yeah. I I think, I think that one of the aspects on that of, of what is fulfilling that idea of the landslide of, of the giant red wave coming through is, um, is the idea that people like change, which is why people voted for Obama, which is why people voted for, for Trump, which is why people voted for Biden, which is why, in the midterms people are going to be like i want a difference what we brought in was no different right they're still spending out of insane amount of money they're still destroying the economy they're still destroying healthcare. they're still destroying everything by either being involved or not being involved in in and through the different perspectives so i i I think i I think i agree that it's not gonna be that giant wave but we're gonna see some some seats turn red um and I, i i do think that they become the majority um, either 
this year or more likely in 2024. So I think they're going to become the majority this year. I think that uh, I do think that they will become the majority this year. And then depending on who the Republicans and the Democrats put up in 2024, with all signs right now pointing to a 2016 rematch, um, depending on what happens there will depend on whether or not the Republicans hold it. I think if Trump is in, they don't hold it. Yeah. Trump is that weird guy that he's destructive to anyone else who runs, but he's also not... I don't think that he's got the unifying Republican vote. No. Right? So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays out. Maybe I heard that from you. Maybe maybe that was from you that you had said that on the show. But I feel like it was somebody smart and intelligent that said that. But it was it's it spot on. Um, so if it was you, all the credit to you. If it wasn't, damn it, you should have said it. Um, <coughs> okay, but, everybody, hang on one second. I'm going to try something, but the stream's going to get interrupted for like a minute. <laughs> Hope not. So hang on. We will be right back. Okay, hang on. I guess I have to do that. It was you. <laughs> Sounds like something smart you'd say. Okay, I think we should be... Let's check. We should be back. Hmm. Back after the short commercial break. Yeah, okay, we're back. All right. Uh, hopefully... No, that's not working. Um, it's kind of working, but not really. Oh, good. This show's going to be so much fun. We Did apologize. Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? <laughs> I, I lowered the, uh, the, the, rate that it go, the resolution that it goes out. Um, but that did not help either. Well, it helped one thing. It didn't help the other thing. Um, so right now we are at 80, 84% of our frames are being dropped. Thanks, new computer. <laughs> I like, I honestly think it's because I didn't reset my router today because I usually do, and it's been a while. Um, so good times. It's good. It's good. Mm. We'll we'll make it through there. We will. But yeah. So and <laughs> so speaking of Republicans in Congress in the Senate. Rand Paul. What a fiery takedown that was. Oh my god. Uh, Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Fauci. Gotta wear your masks. Wear your masks. Um, yes, J. Adam Weggs, it would not be a muddied waters. <laughs> it's making... As long as you guys can hear us, that's all that really matters. That's the most important part. Podcast um, first. Right. Video <laughs> we production second. Fourth. Um, so, Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci went at it in a Senate hearing last week. Uh, and for anybody who has not seen, 
that amazing back and forth, uh, I'm going to put the link in the comments uh, so you can watch it after this show. Um, it's eight minutes and it is worth every second. Oh, it was so good. Um, so they went back and forth in the most amazing fashion. Uh, and it started with Paul asking Fauci to address accusations that he is at least tangentially culpable in the creation of viruses through gain of function research. Fauci hates being asked that question. Do you blame him? I mean, of course. We just dropped down to zero kilobytes a second. I don't know what's happening. Um, so badly. I just want to be like, okay, we're just going to restart this. Um, I have no idea why this is doing this to me today. Um, Rand also went after uh, Fauci on reports that he sought to squash fringe epidemiologists uh, on their coronavirus mitigation strategies. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, this was in reference to the three doctors uh, epidemiology professor Sunetra Gupta, Stanford University professor of medicine Jay Bhattacharya, and Harvard professor Martin Koldorf, uh, who were involved in the declaration, a statement composed in favor of alternative mitigation strategies for coronavirus. Uh, so Rand Paul sitting up there and he's he's giving it to Fauci is like that's the only way I can describe that yeah no that's a good uh, way yeah he's giving it to Fauci and he said did you say that these people were fringe benefits the people from Oxford from Stanford and from Harvard the fringe the fringe universities and he's Paul or Fauci came back and he said if you look at the email you can see I wasn't the one who sent the email and he said, yeah, but you didn't disagree with it either. You said, no, don't worry. I'll take them down in Wired. Um, yep. And they had this incredible back and forth of which Fauci did not answer a question. Not a single one. Not Instead, a single he did one. the typical political thing and went, played the victim card and said, yes. he's just going after me personally. And it's like, well, no, we got to go after your actions for what you've done. But then he goes and he just basically labels Rand Paul, a conspiracy theorist without calling him a conspiracy theorist for saying, you have no evidence of this. And it's like, I literally am talking about documents that we've all seen now. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> um, so he didn't answer any of the questions and it, Instead, he brought up that because of Rand Paul, people out there in this world are crazy and have given threats to his family and to him, which led to 
the most memeable political moment in the last two years. Definitely of 2022 so far. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there are a lot of things that Fauci has pointed to that I have disagreed with. Not that one. That one, I 100% am on board with. Uh, He 100% deserves to be fired for many of the things that he did. Now, when he was talking about somebody being pulled over and they had an AR-15, and the police said that he wanted to kill Dr. Fauci because I supposedly killed people, what he was referencing. Because it is true that somebody got pulled over in December uh, with a rifle in his car who wanted to kill Fauci. He was talking about, nope, not even going to try that. Kwacha Brilliant Zhang. Proceeds to try that. Yeah, I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Kwacha Brilliant Zhang. Um, he was, Zhang was stopped on Interstate 80 in December with a rifle and a hit list that named Biden, Fauci, Zuckerberg, Bill Clinton and Obama. So not just Fauci. Well, playing the victim card in a good way means that you're the biggest victim in this. And so you're just going to omit everyone else. Um, please, everyone, send sympathy cards to, to Fauci because um, he's done nothing. Can't even say it. Um <laughs> He's clearly the victim in all of this because, you know, encouraging governments to shut down economies, no victims were made. Um, encouraging people to take actions that were against healthy living and styles, no victims. But he did nothing. Can't say it. Yep. Right. Victim. <laughs> now, Fauci also said that Zhang was doing it because I supposedly kill people. Now, according to the police report, the reason that Zhang was going to D.C. to kill these people and because uh, he said that he was going to hold Joe Biden hostage until he did his bidding was because of his disapproval for government due to the sex abuse of children some of which that has occurred by President Biden. For a man who is quoted during this altercation between him and and, and um, Rand Paul as saying, you've taken this thing out of context entirely. You've uh, exaggerated the case. You've omitted information and just completely been uh, dishonest in the way that you're portraying all of this. It's amazing that just a quick fact check of, of this circumstance, somebody might be lying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody might be lying. Now, uh, Zhang allegedly told authorities that he'd worked at a grocery store in Merced, California. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we're going to go with Merced, California. I like it. Uh, until two months prior, uh, and his employment was a cover until called upon by God to combat evil demons in the White House. 
if he was honest with that list, that list would be much longer. It would be. <laughs> that list, yeah, that list would be so much longer. Um, yeah, the um, the fact that Fauci is undeniably one of the most narcissistic people uh, in government today. He is the highest paid unelected official in government. Um, and he is by far the most narcissistic person that when included in a list with Biden, Zuckerberg, Bill Clinton, and Obama, he doesn't bring them up at all. Nope. And then he states to the man, he states to the man who was shot at and was beat up by his neighbor. Both one of them, the guy who shot at him, was a huge Bernie supporter. And Rand Paul never said this is Bernie's fault. And yep. his neighbor was a huge Democrat, and he never said this is the Democrats' fault. He says it's because on Rand Paul's website he has this page. Fire Dr. Fauci, and you can see here you can donate five dollars, ten dollars. $15 and he is also the man who tried to get uh, Jesse Waters fired from Fox News for stating that uh, for stating if you see him online and he says something that you know is factually inaccurate hit him with the kill shot like just bring up the facts and he tried to get him fired for using the phrase kill shot this man is the most narcissistic man possibly on the planet, and I say that fully knowing who our former president was. Yeah. It's it's befuddling how like clueless Fauci is in all of this. Um and and of course early on in the discussion between Rand and, and Fauci, Rand had said you're doing this for political gain, right? You're doing this entire agenda for political purposes. Um, this is why we've done what we've done. This is why you send those emails to knock out the conspiracy fringe people. Um, <clears throat> this is why you're playing the the victim card, et cetera, et cetera. And Fauci was like, no, you're doing this for politics. This is why you want donations. It's like, have you never seen like a any senator? They find a big ticket issue. They, they, they make money off of it. They get reelected through this. They've got like, if you guys have seen uh, the swamp, which ran back in like 2017. It was a short podcast. These members of Congress have to pay their party for maintaining their seats or for gaining seats. So of course he's going to capitalize on this. Is it for politics? Yeah, absolutely it is. Sure. But so was everything that you've done. There was never a denial on, on Fauci's part during any of that. And as you said, right, he never answered any of these questions because if he did, everyone would know Fauci's the fraud and we should fire Fauci the fraud. I'll donate to that. Fuck it. Right. Yeah. Rand can continue showing emails. He can show that, you know, DARPA said, no, we don't want to deal with this. And the NIH went, yeah, here's money. Uh, he can show all of that. They can show, like, there are receipts. Right now, I am saying there is probably roughly a 90% chance that COVID was created in a lab somewhere and it leaked out. 
roughly a 90% chance that happened. The fact that Fauci is continuing to fight it means that he is just fighting for his life and he is like a petulant child who has been caught doing something, who does not want to admit that they have done it, and is just like, no. And in fact, let me bring up this thing that happened. This guy wanted to kill me and nobody else, just me, not people who are... I don't want to say more important. Yeah, more. I don't want to say more significant or important, but uh, just me because I allegedly kill people. No, it's because people in government rape children was his reasoning behind it. Uh, I'm not saying that I agree with Zhang uh, that he wanted to go out and do this because you know due process should happen, but whatever. Um, yeah. But there is no way that anybody should be able to take a look at what is being said by Fauci and not see that he is just the most megalomaniacal, narcissistic person in government today. Basically, the the approval ratings would be through the floor. You would have the disapproval ratings up there, and then you'd have like the 13, 20%, just people plugging their ears, going, la da 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 da, I believe <laughs> whatever, whatever's being said. I, I think that that's, that's the way that that would be portrayed by a, ma- a vast majority of the public. Most of us just, most people aren't, aren't paying attention to this, and so that's why it's good that people are here listening. Because we have to know, like, Fauci is the biggest fraud ever. This whole entire system, this whole entire structure of we're going to fight this potentially man-made virus with a bunch of things that we know that won't work that continue to not work that continue to show like we have no clue what we're doing and they're going to continue doing this like of course people are finally waking up to it and i'm so excited i saw somebody who had seen people on on twitter and everywhere else that were like i've got the booster shot and i wish i could undo all of them because this thing Clearly, they don't know what they're doing, and these things aren't even working. So it's right. it's interesting to see like the the fastest rate from a conspiracy theory to justified in world history. It has. <laughs> it has been one of the most unbelievable. Um, the series of events that have led us up to where we are today. Uh, if you take a look at the constant overreach of government, starting back in March of 2020, where they were saying we need to um, we need to there we go um, we need to you know shut down for 15 days, and the amount of people that were on board, the amount mm-hmm. of people that were like, yep going to be on board with this it's very important for us to be on board with this uh because if we all stay home for two weeks this virus will die because people don't understand how this works two years later two years later people are still locked down people are still being locked down depending on what country you're in depends on the severity of it depending on what state you're in depends on the state of it or what how bad it is um it australia 
Australia kicked out a tennis player and banned him from playing in the Australian Open because he didn't take a drug. It's impressive. It is. Um, we can forget about the fact that he applied. You, we will forget about the fact that he applied for a visa that stated, okay, I'm coming in. I didn't get the vaccine. I've had COVID though, so I've got natural immunity. Can I come in? They said yes. They revoked it while he was in the air. And then when he landed, they said, sorry, we revoked that. We are going to be pulling you and uh, we're going to be pulling you and holding you in this I don't know if it was a cell or what it was uh, until you agree to take the vaccine or agree to leave. And then he said, okay. Um, yeah, Stephen Andrew Witt, because they wanted time off of work. That's accurate for a lot of those people. Um, and then he said, okay, well, he, he challenged it. The courts went, no, he can absolutely play. And the prime minister went, no, he cannot. So he ended it's, up going back home. It's amazing that Australia, from the history of starting as, as felons and convicts to now just being so openly complacent with, like, big giant... I guess, I guess it's like the Stockholm Syndrome. It, it's got to be that. Clearly, the prime minister has their best interest at heart. I mean, they're shutting down over, like, one or two COVID cases in, like, their metro, uh, metropolitan areas. And they're shutting down, like, countrywide. So it, it's... It's abysmal. And so, yeah, so that timeline of bringing us to this day, like, their two weeks is still going strong, guys. Their two weeks is going real strong. And they will... Canada's not much better. Uh, Canada's not much better. And there's areas here in the United States that are just as bad. Um yeah. Sure, we'll do it at that. Um, For my state being such a, a liberally ran state, despite it being a Republican-led government, I was surprised that we are the one of the states that just bucked the system. We uh, listed, and I think it was a Times art news article early on during COVID, of you guys have no regulations, and you guys, even the regulations and recommendations, you guys are like, nah, we're not following that. Like, South Carolina's been good for that, and we haven't. Thankfully, whenever you look at the actual statistics, they try to, to manipulate them throughout the time, of course, to justify these actions, um, which is another big point of this. How much of the timeline throughout from 2020 till now, how much of the statistics have been misplayed and, and uh, misinterpreted to give to the people? But, you know, despite all of that, South Carolina has been fairly well good when it comes to COVID because we don't have that many people. So we naturally socially distance anyways. Right. Yeah. And here we don't like we here in Pinellas County, it's hard to socially distance. We're 98% built up, I think, or 95% built up. Like there are people everywhere. So it's hard to socially distance. And there are a good amount of people in this county. Uh, there are a good amount of people in this county that will freak out if you don't socially distance with them. Um, and then there's a good amount who don't care. Uh, and Pinellas County is kind of seen as a bellwether for the rest of the country. Um, whoever Pinellas County votes for in a presidential election has won like the last 
10, or uh, I think the last wow. 10 uh, presidential elections. Um, yeah. But we get it so many, it is such a melting pot of people from around the country, you can kind of get an idea of how everybody's going to vote across the board. Um, I think Trump won by like 50 votes in 16. Wow. It, yeah, it was close. Um, but when you're looking, so when you're looking at it and you have that kind of wide array of people in this one area, you're going to get a lot of people who are going to be upset about it and people like me who don't care. I'm not going to be scared of a virus. I refuse to be scared of a virus. Um, I remember back in the eighties when we were all supposed to be afraid of HIV and in the eighties and the nineties. It's yeah, weird, right? Like Fauci was the reason that everybody was terrified of it. And we thought that you could get HIV or AIDS from a mosquito. That was because of Fauci. Didn't he also like, was it from him or was it from something else? So it was like, if you drink from the same water fountain as somebody with a hiv, you would, uh, yeah, he, he couldn't get the hip. So that was the logical progression from if you are a child living in a house with somebody who is HIV positive or has AIDS, there is a chance that you may eventually contract the virus from a countertop or from sharing uh, the same foods. Hmm. Which led to, well, if that's true, wouldn't that mean that you could get it from a water fountain? And wouldn't that mean that a mosquito could kind of carry it to you? And wouldn't that mean... And Fauci is the reason that people throughout the 80s, 90s, and even into the early 2000s were terrified of this disease. When you look at the numbers, it isn't something to be terrified of if you are being cautious in certain aspects of your life. Um, He's talking about blood sex. (laughs) 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 All right. I'm not going to say that. This is a kid-friendly show. I'm not going to say that I'm talking about butt sex, but, you know. Uh, if you're having unprotected sex with people in truck stops, your rate goes up. The The chance that it happens goes up. Um, if you're having protected sex with people, it goes way down. <laughs> so, Crazy. yeah. And, I mean, Fauci... Everybody, Fauci wanted to shut down for SARS. He wanted to shut down for swine flu. He wanted to shut down. And it's all vaccines. We need vaccines. We need vaccines. Because mm, I'm going to guess he's in pocket of big pharma. Can't say that for certain. But uh, like Fauci said, it may happen. He may be in the pocket of big pharma. Yeah. It's weird because like, I feel like we're going full circle with this because he's government. And he's following those money, or he's following the money of where things could be coming from if he is in those pockets. So he doesn't want the federal government to cut its funds from him in this analogy. So he's just going to push the vaccines, and and now we have Pfizer making ads on every television show ever. When you have Pfizer, 
as one of the main sponsors for Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, um, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert. I think he, they might be his only sponsor. Um, uh, the guy that the guy that did blackface and went as Oprah and uh, drank a lot of beer with the bouncing women on the trampoline that now cries on national TV. Kimmel. 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 Yeah, you said Kimmel. You said Kimmel already. Oh. I was thinking Fallon initially. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said Kimmel. Did we say right. Kimmel? We should say I Kimmel. Don't, I, don't <laughs> um, I have no idea. Uh, this show's so far off the rails, I have no clue. Um, but when, when you have Pfizer paying the what seems to be the largest advertising for all of these episodes, for all of these shows, all of these uh, channels. Can you really trust them when they're saying you really need to go get the vaccine? Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you have somebody who is a somewhat public figure being Fauci going after somebody on Fox news, Chris waters and being like, Jesse, blah, blah, Jesse blah, blah. waters, Jesse waters. Sorry. Yeah. Did I say Chris waters. Uh, so Jesse Waters. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, going after Jesse Waters uh, on Fox News because Pfizer can't openly go out and go after him for being like, you are criticizing us as we sponsor your entire network. So it's almost like he's in cahoots. Almost. A little bit. A little bit. Even Tucker Carlson's show is brought to you by Pfizer. So... He doesn't talk a lot about the vaccines. He talks a lot about January 6th because January 6th was not funded by Pfizer. Um, it was funded by the FBI. Uh, not inaccurate at all. <laughs> the Capitol Police also funded that too. Don't forget them. They had some good actions in there. They did. Here, guys, come on into here. We're going to help you in your insurrection so that members of Congress can be fearful for their lives and so that they can compare this day to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor because clearly it's the same very thing. Similar. Same thing. It was Probably just as even bad. worse. Probably even worse. That was this generation's 9-11. Yeah. Well, things should be, should be, because of how big our federal government, it should be determined how bad it is based on the proximity of D.C. So when it happens in D.C., it's way worse than anything else. Right. 9-11 happened in D.C. 9-11 happened... Well, yeah, okay. But the bigger part of the story, of course, was New York City. Right. That's why it's, that's why it's similar. Those two are similar. More people died at the Pentagon on 9-11 than died on January 6th. Or even that's the funny. days following it from, you know, suicides and heart attacks and strokes. Um... But let's not talk about COVID response. No, no, let's not do that. Um, all right. <laughs> we have dropped 94% of our frames. The, the since people love back. us. The people love us. So thank you to all of you who are hanging out. Uh, we promise this is, well, the video is not going <laughs> to, the video is not going to get any better, uh, but the show will continue to be as entertaining as we can make it. Um, so now it's time for the, don't have that in here, the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. This is when you 
can um Call in and be a part of the show. Um, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and uh, hit the old message button, and we will play them live on the air on Tuesday nights. And uh, you can be a part of these shows that hopefully will not be so technologically terrible uh, each show after this. You can also subscribe uh, because who wouldn't want more of this high-quality content that you are getting right now by going to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe. Um, I just thought about it. That probably blew all y'all's ears out except for ours. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Pay money so that we could blow your hearing. <laughs> well, technically you haven't paid money. If you paid money... That wouldn't have happened. Um, <laughs> we would have gotten Steven on this right away. So fast. With anyone in the audience. Right. Um, so head on over to anchor.fm. You can favorite our podcast. You can leave us messages or you can subscribe. And uh, the more people who subscribe, we promise, the better these shows will get. Uh, so we've got a couple of, we've got, we don't, we've got, we only have four today. Um <laughs> So let us start out with our very first call from the Magpie Libertarian. Hello, Matt and Spike. This is Jason. Magpie Libertarian okay. calling with a you can't hear it. Chris Reynolds, no. attorney at law, anchor calling moment. Okay. Subscribe today. <laughs> Why can't you hear that? Um. No, that's not what I want. Close that. You. Filters. We're gonna go. No, that's what it should. That's what it should be, right? I feel like closed captioning on these calls would just. I could read them. <laughs> We're going to go there, and we're going to go, mm, we're going to hope that works. Hey. Oh. Anchor for a second. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Good. Good. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Okay. <laughs> He's like, all oh, right, get to these calls now. I have a question <laughs> about transportation and resolutions. So I am sitting in a wonderfully airline-induced... Still no, huh? No. Son of a motherfucking bitch. Why can't you hear that? You should be able to hear that. Okay, we'll try that. What's your mic on Zoom? Uh, I changed that first. Okay. Change that first. Vacation, extended vacation, and trying to get home before I lose my Alaska residency. I am wondering what specifically I and others can do to get 
transportation in this country back to functional. And I think I could slightly hear wondering too if I'm going to be spending a, an extra week like vacation if my next three flights, uh, any of them get canceled. Will I be in Las Vegas for a while? So looking forward to hearing your ideas. Let's get started. Do you know American Sign Language? If Some. you translate it into American Sign Language and somebody in the chat knows American Sign Language, they can type it out. And they then can, can type it there. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So I wasn't listening to that call because I was trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Um, huh. Okay. It was such a good call that you want everyone to hear it again. Yes, that is true. Oh, man, if it's that simple, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Hello, Matt and Spike. This is Magpie Liberty. That was not that simple. Okay, good, because I made it awful in my ears. Um... <laughs> All right, so we're not going to be able to do that because I have to figure out how to fix that. Um, so we are not going to have the Chris Reynolds special today. Ugh. I'm okay. I am not freaking out about this at all. But I promise everybody, if you uh, were to head on over and subscribe, all of this will be better. Hey, All of how about be this? Better. After this show, probably tomorrow or sometime, we will record exclusive content for those people who have gone over, and we will handle those anchor call-in moments, not live, well, live to the exclusive group, where you guys will be able to see all of that. I like that plan. That's good thinking, Jason. This is the Muddy Waters way... The, just to give you guys the background on us this is how we function we just go hey i've got an idea like that idea let's go like that Shoot idea it. let's go with it um, <laughs> uh so uh yeah i need to figure out what is happening with all of my stuff uh i haven't used it in multiple weeks and i switched audio things a lot yep i see one of the issues right now yep that makes sense um, so we will have to get all of this sorted out. I'll have to get all of this sorted out before Thursday. Um, so we apologize. This is our warm up episode of the year. You brought the B squad in or the JV squad, if the, JV. You will, uh, the ISIS squad in for the warm up of the year. It's been since last year since you've been able to do this. So of course we've got to give you all the gracious <laughs> courtesy for this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is like, this is one of those moments where uh, I'm looking at my life going, if I had more time to do the things that I need to do to make this show great, it would be awesome. And it's like I'm cursing all of the other things I have to do in my life. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a public humiliation in order to teach me to focus more on things that matter. Um, <laughs> so I think we should blame... Let's blame Spike. Spike's not here to defend Spike's himself. not Spike's here. Fault. Yeah, Spike's, Spike's fault. fault. Spike's fault. Don't, you can't blame me. I voted for Spike. So, Spike's <laughs> I fault. made that shirt. Hey, I wore hey. that shirt. <laughs> I, you could, you too could get this shirt at moneywaterswithfreedom.com slash store. Yes, you can. 
Um, so, moving on, because why the hell not? Um, the Senate decided that they were not going to take their usual break for Martin Luther King Jr. Day in order to get together to not pass legislation. It's a, it's a good decision. Come to work to not do work. Yes. That's uh, what I do every day, actually. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, now, on Monday, Biden renewed his calls for passing the voting rights legislation at a breakfast honoring Martin Luther King Jr. Day. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, You'll know what part I'm paraphrasing, I promise. On this federal holiday that honors a man who watched his friend rape a woman in the Willard Hotel in D.C. laughing and offering advice, it's not just enough to praise him. We must commit to his unfinished work to deliver jobs and justice to protect the sacred right to vote. Yep. Got 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 to put the blinders on for some of that stuff. But, uh, for anybody who that's doesn't, what he was here for. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, in a official biography that you know has to be true, because even though people are mad about it, they haven't disputed the claims. At one point. Dr. King watched as his Baptist minister friend forcibly raped a woman and King looked on, laughed, and offered advice. But... On this federal holiday that honors a man who watched his friend rape a woman in the Willard Hotel in D.C. laughing and offering advice, it's not just enough to praise him, according to Joe Biden. Um, if, if anybody wants to read more about that, I'll put that link into the comments. I'm still pondering what the advice was i'm i'm <laughs> turn her around no grab her hair who yeah who was the advice for in that circumstance like it it was for uh reverend reverend curse okay all right kiersey curse i don't know it was, it was for it was for him um and i don't know i don't mm. know why uh all of this information is going to come out in 2027. I don't know why 2027, but it's going to come out in 2027. And uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting things that come out from that. But because we need to do more than honor a man who watched his friend rape a woman in the Willard Hotel in D.C. laughing and offering advice, but we have to commit to his unfinished work and deliver jobs justice and to protect the sacred right to vote, uh, the White House has pressed Congress to pass two pieces of legislation, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, which aim 
to broaden access to the ballot box, raise the bar for states with a recent history of discrimination to change voting laws and protect election officials from undue partisan influence. However, Congress, the Senate, the Senate has no path to 60 votes. On one of the votes, uh, the John Lewis vote, they have a path to 51 with Lisa Murkowski of Alaska being the only Republican in support of it. On the other one, the Freedom to Vote Act, it's 50-50, which is not enough to pass because they need 60 to pass this. Yep. Now, Chuck Schumer, he understands that he is dealing with a scenario where there is a good chance that when he is up for re-election, AOC is going to primary him and he is trying to do anything in his power to not have that happen. Yeah. Um, He's trying to do anything in his power to not have those happen. So he is going to tee up a vote on ending debate and merging the two bills. Uh Uh-oh. I lost your audio. It might be me. Go ahead. Okay. I hope it's you. I didn't touch anything, so... No, I got you. Okay, we're okay. good. Okay. Um, he is going to do anything. So he's going to uh, tee up a vote on ending the debate and merging the two bills. I believe he did that today. Um, but they're not going to get the votes. There's no way, there's no scenario that they get the votes to pass either of these. Uh, so Schumer has vowed that he will bring up a change to the Senate rules to try to get around the current 60-vote requirement for most legislation. Because just making it easier for the majority is the way you should run it. (laughs) You know, it's like gang rape because the majority of people are into it. Uh, Just give them advice and laugh about it. Right. the Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> advice for rape. Um, if this episode wasn't so terrible technologically, uh, we were going to get demonetized anyway, so it doesn't matter. They're uh, going to have pity on us. They're going to be like, you, you guys, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, even though there's a ton of people uh, who are in in Congress, in politics, and outside of it, like, well, a ton of people outside of it and a ton of people in politics, like Biden, uh, Schumer, and most of their Democratic colleagues, Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema reiterated last week that they won't vote to change the 60-vote legislative filibuster. And Cinema stood up and she said this, that she won't vote to do it, which that's enough. Yep. That is enough to make sure that it doesn't happen. Uh, she stated, as such, oh, that was really stupid of me. I put her quote second. Uh, she said, it is the view I continue to hold is the belief I have shared many times in public settings and in private settings. 
Um, she said when she said that she had long-standing support for the legislative filibuster. Joe Manchin said in a statement shortly after that as such, and as I have said many times before, I will not vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. Yet, Chuck Schumer, in a very Fauci-like moment of narcissism, is still going to put all of this up for a vote. Because politics. Because politics. So, a real quick history on the nuclear option, which this is just the next logical progression of the nuclear option. In 2005, a group of Republicans, uh, led by majority, at the time, Majority Leader Bill Frist, you remember that guy? Wasn't he the doctor? I think he was the doctor that became a senator. And he kind of came to national prominence because he saved a woman who, uh, he was the sen- he was a senator and he saw a car crash and he saved the woman's life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he proposed to have the presiding officer, Dick Cheney, rule that a filibuster on judicial nominees was unconstitutional. Trent Lott, the junior senator at the time from Mississippi used the word nuclear to describe this plan. And uh, so it became as the nuclear option and the term thereafter came to refer to the general process of changing cloture requirements via the establishment of a new Senate precedent. 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 Um, Chuck Schumer in 2005 was against this change. He said that we shouldn't do it. This is awful. This is terrible for democracy. This is something that should never happen. So, and nothing happened. Good, because Republicans should not have so so much power that just having a simple majority means that they get to pass things. That's a terrible, terrible thing for democracy. Terrible thing. Terrible, terrible thing. In 2013, Senate Democrats used the nuclear option voting 52 to 48 with all Republicans and three Democrats opposed to eliminate the use of the filibuster on executive branch nominees and judicial nominees with the exception of the Supreme Court. So anybody that was going into one of the lower courts uh, could just go in with a basic majority. Which is the right thing because uh, democracy is based on the idea that a simple majority is the way that, you know, that the government should rule. And so, of course, there's no contradiction here at all. You have to follow what the simple majority wants. Oddly enough, Schumer was for this change. (laughs) He thought this was just a grand idea and the right thing to do because of the obstructionists in the Senate. Yes, democracy is garbage, Jessica Mitchell. (laughs) I agree with you completely. Now, in 2017, the Republicans, not to be outdone, the old cocaine Mitch from Kentucky, uh, decided that they were going to eliminate the sole remaining exception to the 13 change by invoking the nuclear option for Supreme Court nominees in order to get 
I just blanked on hit Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch yep. into his seat on the bench. And of course, Schumer was against this change because the Republicans shouldn't have so much power that just a simple majority is enough to get the, their way. We have to we have to respect democracy, and so there needs to be a threshold there. Of course, of course, guys. I don't I don't see why you guys don't understand this. Republicans are bad for democracy. Democrats are great for democracy. It's in their name. It's so. In their... <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a scenario where Democrats are going to push forward with the votes <clears throat> on the voting rights bill, even if they know they're going to fail. And then when they fail, they are going to push forward with the votes for making changes that four years ago, Chuck Schumer was against. Mm -hmm. Eight years ago, he was for. <sighs> 15 years ago, he was against. The pendulum has swung and he's back on favor of this. Of course, it's a good thing until 2024 when they're back in the minority. And then how dare those racist... 2020, Republicans... look, 2022, this yeah, is going to happen. 2022, guarantee, yeah. So, <laughs> it's, this is, with, with this play, of course, with knowing that it's not going to pass, this is just politics. This is to blame to go to your constituents and say, look, I tried to do something, but those meanies and on the Hill, they didn't want to do what we wanted, what you wanted me to do. And so it's not my fault. You guys have to love me. Don't vote for AOC. Right. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and so you have to think for all of the, for every member of Congress, for the house of representatives and for every Senator, every Democrat Senator that has an election this year you have to think what are you doing you are murdering us you're going to give us nothing but failure leading into this election and schumer's just like well i have to do something or otherwise aoc is going to go like she's going to primary me and i will probably lose because yeah. he will he will yeah. um he will lose um and this is a scenario where the Manchin Cinema Democrat feud has been so widely publicized, where you have people following Cinema into bathroom stalls, where you have people calling Joe Manchin out uh, consistently online uh, during interviews. Uh, nobody in his home state's calling him out because they're like, no, thank you for not voting for this crap. Uh, but Bernie Sanders is attacking him. So many other people are attacking yep. him. And it's become such a widely publicized thing that you can't even say this is because Republicans are obstructionist. This you have to say, we can't get along in our party. Finally, that that the the tension there is boiling out into mainstream politics or mainstream media, and I could not be more happy because we've seen this in the Republican side, and I'd like to see like that 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 fighting the clashing of heads there and finally we have this on the democratic side and i want to see it continue to be emboldened and i i think you know when you talked about chuck schumer not being able to win uh, against aoc the difference why is bernie liked so much is not because he's smart it's not because he understands the philosophy it's not because he's got good ideas but he's consistent that's what people like about bernie sanders right 
he could be terrible. He, he's been in favor of, of socialism, of USSR, of all these terrible things. Uh, breadlines are good things. Um, he's been this way for the last 632 years. And the, the and problem so with cons- America, the problem with America is we have too many options on, uh, uh, we have too many options of deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's his consistency. So that's why people are going to like AOC because not because she's smart, not because she understands things, but she can point out some serious problems we have in this nation. Um, and honest, honest problems that we have. Uh, some of the things are way off base, but her solutions are terrible, but she's consistent. So she's gained like a huge following from that. She's gained a lot of support. And as long as she's saying, you Republicans hate me because you want to have sex with me. It, she's buying into that base and, and giving them red meat. But she's, I, I, I see her primary in him as well. And so he's got to do something. And I think like, for me, when I, when I go and I meet up with candidates, whatever they're running from, if they're the incumbent, my question is, what did you accomplish in your last term? What did you do for me? to justify me voting for you either first time or again. And what does Chuck Schumer have to take home? We're there. Nothing. He has nothing. no positive accomplishments. You've done nothing but negative. You've failed in every every regard that you've tried. Maybe we need to try something new. And people go, AOC is consistent. It's like, yeah, shut up. But <laughs> like, there's just nothing good there. Yeah, there is, there is absolutely nothing good coming out of the Democrat Party right now. There's nothing good coming out of the Republican Party. Don't get us wrong. We're not... Not at all. Yeah. Not even We're a stuck. little bit. Yeah. We are stuck in a constant downward cycle. Um, I don't know how many people here are fans of the show Scrubs, but it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I've almost got the entire thing memorized. I'm like, this close? Because uh, that's what I do with my free time. Um, so that's why the technical issues are so prevalent. We can blame scrubs. We can. Um, <laughs> but they use the phrase, which I'm certain they use in real hospitals, CTD, uh, circling the drain. And <clears throat> we have hit a point where the two-party system has continually voted to hurt the nation and they are voting to try to make their party to be in control um to be in control even though because of gerrymandering because of redistricting because of all of that it will never happen but they continue to try to make it where it does um but they will they will throw their party under the bus in order to try to win an election to stay in. Mm-hmm. Which means they we have now surpassed George Washington when he went out of office. He said, I don't believe, the paraphrased, I don't believe that we should have a two-party system because there will come a point in this nation in which uh, politicians care more about their party than this country. Chuck Schumer is now demonstrating that we have surpassed that and people don't care about their party as they do about their title as senator, as majority leader, as, uh, you know, congressman, congresswoman, congressperson, whatever you want to say. Uh, They care more about that, and they will do whatever they can to stay in office, and they don't care if it helps their party. That is where we are at. It is no longer that we are worried about uh, the country. We aren't worried about the future. We aren't worried about any of that. We are only worried 
about ourselves. And you can see it with the fact that even though he knows he's going to lose, he is going to push forward just so he can say, I tried to pass the voting rights bill. Uh, when AOC comes up and says, what have you done for all of us recently? Because, you know, when I was in Congress, I did got all of these bills passed and you didn't do anything in the Senate. And he's going to say, I tried to get it done, but Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema and the Republicans made it where that wasn't possible. And he's going to pass the buck to them just to try to say, he goes, I'm going to, I put the bills up. There was, I even tried to end the filibuster. Yep. He knows he's not going to win this. He knows he is not going to win this. Yeah. No, it's, it, you're absolutely right. It's terrible. We are in such a shit show of a, of, DC and the, their dealings. How long until the rest of America wakes up? The fact they haven't yet, I don't know if they will. But yeah, right. uh, <laughs> they will continue to fight that two-party system, and they will hopefully... Uh, either the ship goes down and we see the great divorce, um, or we see the end of uh the two-party system uh one of those two things has to has to be on the has to be on the horizon i wish that the libertarian party was worth a damn to be able to like step up and fight for for to win in these elections and fight for instead of fighting themselves fight for liberty um and and for differences and changes and you know this is coming off of of a huge election win uh, in Pennsylvania of over 100 libertarians getting elected, everything else. But it's like, you're looking across all these other states, and right now the problem is is that there's so much infighting, people don't want to work together, and it's just like, so we don't have a third option coming anytime soon. So we're stuck with Republicans and Democrats. We're seeing libertarians step away from the party, step away from politics. We're seeing so many people become disenfranchised. And we're supposed to be like the the the... the the sheep, or not the sheep, but the, the, the herder that brings sheep in and, and say, hey, look, come vote for us, come make differences, come make changes. So we're stuck with, do you want the pendulum to swing stupid far to the right? Do you want the pendulum to swing super far to the left and have no changes come about? Or do you want to become disenfranchised? That's our, that's really America's two options right now. And just look at every single member of Congress and you can see that you're absolutely right. They're all narcissistic pieces of garbage that aren't doing much for anyone but themselves. And right. and the fact that they came in on MLK Day and wasted all that money. Think about how much money each one of those members of Congress were being paid for being there. Think about how much their aides were being paid. Think about how much money that was being spent knowing that this was a dead end. This is how the, the funding of your your money that's taken from you day in and day out is being used and people still defend this. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And you're right. If the Libertarian Party was worth a damn. And don't get me wrong. I consider myself to be a libertarian. I consider myself to be more anarchist now. But under the under the Dallas Accords, like we can all get along. Um, yeah. But... If somebody were, if somebody that I didn't know was like, "Hey, what's your political affiliation?" I'd be like, oh, "I'm a libertarian," because that's just way easier than. Yeah. 
Like, I'll talk to him anarchist stuff, but I'm not going to lead anarchist because it's bad branding. Um, yeah, the optics of that. I, yeah. I, I usually get him into a conversation first, and then, like, afterwards, I'm like, by the way, anarchist, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, all I see from libertarians on... I, I see a few libertarians out there. I don't, I don't want to lump everybody into it, to this. There are a few libertarians out there who are doing great work and they're yes. out there and they're being great activists and they're making changes. And then the other 98% are on Facebook and <laughs> I'm being generous. <laughs> I have to assume that the people in Pennsylvania make up 2%. Um, <laughs> uh, but you see the other 98% fighting over minuscule things where you agree with this person 90% of the time and you are going to sit there and spend four hours fighting about 10%. You're going to fight about 10% of things you disagree on for hours and you're going to call names and you're going to attack the person uh, personally and you're going to bring up kids and you're going to just attack whatever you can just because you disagree with 10% of what this person thinks as opposed to taking the 90 you agree with and figuring out some way to push it. And it is one of the biggest, most annoying things about the Libertarian Party since I have since I initially joined back in 2013 uh, to today is the infighting will consistently stop libertarians from being successful in any way, shape, or form. Yep. What my favorite is, is after you've seen two people going at it for literally hours, just thousands of comments on, on like a Facebook feed, they get off of that and they go into their little vacuum again and they'll post about how like it's so stupid that Republicans and Democrats are fighting and they're like no different. It's just like, do you taste that irony? No? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's Man, when, when you're sitting there making fun of Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin for the fact that they can't get along or figure out some way to pass the bills that they're trying to get passed. And you're arguing over definitions on Facebook, uh, not passing anything or not even having <laughs> it on the floor. So you're just not being relevant to most libertarians even. <laughs> right. And Stephen Andrew West says they aren't actually going to the meetings. No, a lot of them aren't going to the meetings. I'm not going to hit anybody on that because I've been to libertarian meetings and I don't ever want to do that again. Um, unless I'm being paid. Uh, Which, so, by the way, I, I want to address this real quick. I, I got accused of going to my own state convention for financial reasons, like for financial gains. We spend so much goddamn money coming to these conventions. Like, the small little bit of money that we do make, if we make money, is completely surpassed by the, like, hundreds of dollars we spent to go to these things. And mine was literally five minutes down the road. Like, anyone who's going to make that accusation is just an idiot. But I digress. It's, yes, it's, it's absolutely in... I have never been paid to go to a convention i may have had flights paid for i may have had a hotel paid for but i've never been paid, like outside of that i've never like gotten cash in pocket to go um and 
I, we're bigger than what we expect then or we're bigger than what we think we are i guess i guess yeah people think that i'm making money when i go to conventions i'm not i'm just there um i am just there which is why i don't go to a lot of them because i'm not getting paid and i uh have other things i need to do <laughs> that i do yeah. get paid for <laughs> um so yeah to the libertarians who are out there fighting and worrying about if you don't like what a libertarian is saying stop listening to like just don't listen to them don't listen to them i'm i'm gonna i I, okay so this is gonna be that hard pill to swallow um outside of the political heads out there that just follow everything People in the Republicans and the Democrats don't give a shit what we say on Twitter. Not at all. It's usually the fringe groups that care about it. The people that are irrelevant to politics anyways, those mm-hmm. are the people you're going to get to like fight other right. groups. And We're fringe just as well. Like We're not mainstream yet. We're fringe in, in the way, not of our... Well, sure, in our ideas as well, but... With a friendly fringe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Nobody, nobody cares. Uh, when when uh, Arvin Vora was the v, uh, vice chair, when he was the vice chair, he said some things about people in the military that I heard, and I was worried that when I was going door to door talking about a libertarian candidate, this was going to come up. I knocked on thousands of doors. It was brought up once. To which I said, don't worry, my candidate does not have the same beliefs as, which was a lie, uh, my candidate does not have the same beliefs as uh, the vice chair of the Libertarian Party and he really needs to be, uh, he really needs to not say those things out in public, uh, or at least figure out a better way to say what he was trying to say. Uh, when, oh God, Wes Benedict was chair. Uh, he came down to Pinellas County, did a radio interview while one, we, while the libertarians had a candidate running for special election and he said in that interview, libertarians don't run. Libertarians don't run to win elections. They run to raise awareness about the libertarian principles and philosophy. And people got mad. And I said, he did not affect this election even in the slightest. You're right. He, not even a little bit. People aren't going to pay attention to what we can even say fringe members of the Libertarian Party are saying on Twitter or on Facebook or on Gitter. Um, Is that what that's called? Gitter? Yeah, I think it's Gitter. Yeah. Um, Just sounds like white trash, but anyways. Yeah. Um, People don't watch that. They don't care. They do not care. The people who are libertarian 
under the Dallas Accord umbrella uh, that people are following on Twitter are your Michael Malice's, your uh, Spike Cohen's, your uh, Dave Smith might be in that. I'm not even 100% sure. I so. uh, yeah, I, like, I don't even know. Because uh, I don't pay attention to any of the stuff. <laughs> it's going to sound so bad. I don't pay any attention to any of the stuff that these people say. Yeah. <laughs> Including Spike. Like, I don't. I see his comment, like, I just opened up Facebook because I wanted to check some stuff real quick. And, like, that was the first comment that was, like, like the first post was a police... It was a picture of a police officer, and it was Spike Cohen commented. I was like, it's gotta be funny. And sure enough, it was. But it was like, that's that's to the extent of how much I watch Spike. Yeah. And I, like, I'm literally he... wearing his wristband. I'm literally wearing a shirt that says I voted for him. I don't care. I, don't I love care. the man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, Jack Lloyd, uh, Stephen Andrew Witt said, Jack Lloyd battling Dave Smith is great. Look, Jack was at my house the day that everybody got COVID. I love Jack. Um, I heard about what was going on between the two of them when it was happening, and I thought to myself, I don't care. I'm not going to yeah. spend... The goal of Muddied Waters from the beginning was to create a, at the time, a podcast, but it's turned into something, well, today it's basically a podcast since we've dropped 68% of our frames, um, was to create a show where we would talk about the news and we would talk about what's happening, but actually tell you what's going to happen. We were going to give you the freedom spin on everything. And instead, people want us to talk about what's happening in the Libertarian Party. Do I have opinions on what Joe Bishop Henchman may or may not have done? Yeah. Yep, I do. Do I have opinions on what people have said on Twitter? Sure. But I also don't care because right now, and not since Wes Benedict and the guy that came after him, have I considered the Libertarian Party something worth paying attention to? Yeah. Spot on. Not even a little bit. But when I see things like Pennsylvania, where they use the Moulton Maneuver in order to get a hundred and however many elected, that's worth celebrating. That is worth pointing out. That is worth talking about. Because that is libertarians who are doing great work in getting libertarians in office. When, I'm certain Florida's going to do it next. Uh, when Florida does it, when South Carolina does it, when, you know, uh, anywhere else with a large concentration of libertarians does that. That is worth celebrating. What some douche canoes <laughs> says on Twitter... I don't care. I do not care. I don't follow every Democrat Party uh, Twitter account. And I'm certain a lot of them say stuff that other Democrats are going, oh, you shouldn't say that because blah, blah, blah. I don't care. The yeah. infighting is inconsequential until you get to the level of Chuck Schumer and Manchin and Cinema. Up until then, it doesn't matter. So get your shit together 
win elections and make it matter when you're infighting. Yeah. Until then, you're just squabbling over absolutely nothing. Like, I know, like, the Libertarian Party wants to gain, to amass all the power to become a political movement to set people free, right? It's this big contradiction. But we're squabbling before there's anything there to squabble over. And, like, when I'm on social media, when I'm on Twitter, when I'm on Facebook, and, and I'll be honest, like, it's being heavily reduced compared to to what my normal was like last year even i spend more time scrolling past stupid stuff that people are arguing over than actually going i would like to write a response for this there's just no value to it like sometimes i'll give you like a, 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 a like a bit of wisdom or or things like that so if i say something like it and ignore it do whatever you want to do with it scroll on but that's yeah. basically where i'm at because it's and that's also Stupid. how easy it is. If you don't want to see somebody, what somebody is saying, don't follow them. Scroll past them. There are a lot of people that I'm friends with that I don't care what they have to say about things. And I just scroll right on by. I, I probably should be ashamed of this, of how many people on my friends list that I have unfollowed. Because it's like, you've never had anything of value for me, but I'll, I'll let you be around for the like if you want to like my stuff. Like, you could jump in on my conversations, but I'm not jumping in on yours. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, Alex Boy, Alex Boyer asked, "What the what's the molten maneuver?" So the molten maneuver. <laughs> I don't remember Molten's first name, so I'm going to say his name was Dave. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but was created. It sounds by, like a Dave thing. Yeah, was was created by a guy named Dave Molten. Um, it's definitely not Dave. Now that I think about it, but. Dave Moulton, who said, hey, if you're a libertarian, go out and find races that are up where you don't have anybody running or you'd be running unopposed or it's just one person running for races that are, um, uh, what's the word, where you don't put your party affiliation, non... Uh, nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. Nonpartisan races and go out and try to win those. And... Pennsylvania did this. They went out and they found races where there was nobody running or one person was running in nonpartisans. And they just said, okay, we're going to go out and run in these races. And 130-something libertarians got elected. I've got one for John Moulton and I've got one for Chuck. John sounds right, though. Um... I'm so, still saying it sounds like a Dave. Dave I mean, kind yeah, of thing. Dave, Dave Moulton. Um, Dave works. Right. We'll get Steven on that. <laughs> so, a lot of areas are going to be trying this because it worked out successfully in Pennsylvania. And you're going to see a lot of libertarians get elected to smaller positions, uh, to lower positions. Um, and then those people will eventually be on city councils and those people will be mayors. And then those people, some of them, uh, will rise up to county commissions and then to state houses or state whatever you have there. Uh, and then to state senates and then they will run for office as libertarians and they will win. But yep. it is a slow process. Tony Mack and Dave's not here, man. That's a great reference. Um, 
156 steven says yeah i knew the number keeps climbing it's amazing and i yeah that is stuff that needs to be celebrated that is stuff that needs to be pointed out and it needs to be followed and copied and seen how it's done and then people need to try to emulate what happened there any of the stuff that you're fighting about on twitter or facebook or anywhere else on the internet doesn't matter it's all inconsequential all it does is waste time all it does is throw people from the party that are good activists because you're attacking them on the minuscule as opposed to uh showing them the best way to instead of showing them the best path to get elected um i think i when it comes to like this infighting i probably my best tweet i've ever made and i was pretty proud of that because that's why i'm bringing it up but um was it was a simple thing it was like left libertarian right libertarian the most important adjective there is libertarian we agree on so many things regardless of which side you're on and and put that for minarchist anarchist put that for mises non-mises put that for any of the categories it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you're just going to fight over everything like you guys will be so insignificant you guys are already so insignificant to the political arena that you're just literally wasting your time and other people's times and and as you know as matt said you know you're disenfranchising people from being a part of the movement of being a part of the party of making a difference when they had a comparative advantage over uh, plenty of other people who could have made a difference who could have truly helped set us all free but instead because people are petty we're working against ourselves and working against the movement that we are all incredibly passionate about being successful with so i'm still kind of upset about the martha Buendo thing i'm not gonna lie i'll drop the name i was i wasn't going to but yeah Mar- martha yeah. Bueno was who i was thinking of yeah no it, it it was the it was the elephant in the room um that was just that broke my heart watching like the twitter feeds watching the facebook comments and everything else on that i was just like you guys just pushed away an incredible activist and in all fairness i believe she will continue to be an incredible activist she just won't be a member of the libertarian party yep um like she's still gonna run in her race because it's uh non-denominational um and she and she's going there's a chance she wins and if so the libertarians will have somebody who is spreading the message of liberty. Might not be part of the libertarian party because you all pushed her out, but she will still be pushing the libertarian message. Um, and you need the you do need the party in order to have ballot access in your states, and I understand that. But if you want to keep the party, so that way you can continue to have ballot access, so many of y'all out there in Facebook land or Twitter verse world or wherever you may reside need to grow up and stop fighting over the most mundane crap and focus on what matters, which is winning elections. I love how this came, it turned into a dad talk. (laughs) (laughs) Libertarian this, party. This is 100% not in our notes. This is Jason and me just riffing. 
yeah, uh, Libertarian Party, grow the fuck up, clean your bedroom, and uh, be a lobster, all right? Right. This Make your a... bed, brush your teeth, clean out the junk from under it, and stop fighting over whose socks were left in the living room and somebody pick them up and put them away. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I love it. And, I mean... Go out and mate for life. Um... But I, I think that there was a lot of like good wisdom in there. And, and if you if you're one of us two, or if you're in the audience still hanging out with us, like these are things that we all should continue to reflect on ourselves and grow upon. Um, because with or without the movement, with or without the party, um, it's incumbent upon all of us to be better in ourselves. And, and as we continue to fight to become relevant to the big political arena, because that's ultimately where we have to go with this, that we have to be better, and that's that's the only way to do it is through the the innovation of ourselves before we can innovate the markets and everything else. Right, and so Alex Boyer and Jay Adam Weggs say they are completely in dark as to what happened. Uh, so Martha Bueno left the party uh, because of Twitter wars or Facebook wars. Um, was it Twitter? Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, where people were going after her over the mundane little stuff and then said, man, I wish that I was Hispanic so I could use that as the only thing about me and then started calling into question uh, her looks and the way that she presented herself online. And she was like, you know what? Like, Why am I going to waste my time with this? I can still go out and do all the stuff I want to do. I just don't have to deal with y'all. Um, she probably didn't say y'all because she's from Cuba and didn't grow up in Virginia. Um, that is the short version of it. They went after her in every angle that they could have. People went after her for her body, for being Latina, for yep. her heritage, for being proud of it, for fighting in, a, in an arena that most libertarians have no fucking idea about because most libertarians are white males that are heterosexual and honestly unless you guys are following Muddy Wars Media or some other like how many people know a damn thing about Cuba like we are we are so alienated from so much of, of the world that we have a, an amazing activist and we go Let's find a way that we can have a couple people point sticks at her, poke her a little bit, and then we go, all right, well, I'm going to like their comments, or I'm going to share their comments, or I'm going to not step up and be like, hey, dude, fuck right the hell off with that bullshit, first of all. And second of all, fuck right the hell off again. Um, it, it's just terrible. Yeah, no, it is absolutely awful. What happened in the Libertarian Party... Oh, went after her for being a woman too, according to Connor Cudmore. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Because again, like I said, I don't care about the end fighting. I do care about when somebody like Martha Bueno leaves. Um, but I believe that Martha Bueno will continue going out and Somebody just actually put it in the comments. Uh, she said she's sticking around the overall movement, just not the party. Right. And that's what 
that's where I believe that's where I believe um, a lot of people belong. That's where they're going to be able to do the greatest amount of good. Which which comment are you laughing about? Uh, if everyone would go as soon as you leave here, go to the Buddy Waters Facebook group. If you haven't joined it already, do so now, as soon as the show ends. But Meg Jones, forty seven minutes ago, posted some still shots from tonight's episode, oh. and they are our best takes ever. <laughs> One comment says Jason looks like he's singing "Desperado" by the Eagles, and Matt is fine. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. Desperado, why won't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. I could probably, I could. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. You are, you are busting out. I, I would have said, uh, oh God, what's that Phil Collins song? Is it the one with the drums? Yep. In the air tonight. Uh, I would have said in the air tonight, and I was just like, oh, the drums are coming. The drums are coming. <laughs> Uh, Connor Cudmore says Matt looks like he's getting younger. Yes, it's true. Uh, I sleep in Tupperware. In Tupperware? Mm -hmm. I sleep in Tupperware so that the air doesn't wreck my skin at night. Um, Is that where you keep your COVID to? Distribute to? (laughs) I shove spike in my Tupperware, my COVID wear. (laughs) Breathe in, bitch. Breathe in. Um... (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, that's our show. I promised Sarah that we wouldn't go until 11. So 10, 19, dreams pretty good. Um, so Spike does not have a show tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, he comes back next week. Uh, we will find out together. Hopefully he lets me know before Tuesday. Um, but we will find out then, uh, Thursday, we were supposed to have the muddied Zoom. That's going to be a good time. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, Spike can't do it, so he was like, can we push it a week? And I was like, yeah. So I am going to talk with my bookers about getting somebody on the writer's block this week. So that way we can have a show. But I couldn't tell you who that person would be. Um, Because... I like it. I found out today that we weren't doing the muddied zoom. So tune in, tune in for that. Uh, I'm also really behind on a script I'm writing, so I might just do that instead. Um, Monday, Monday, probably, probably will be here. Um, I had some news I was going to share with everyone on Thursday, but uh, without the muddy zoom, I will share it now. Um, for you guys, so you guys can understand that there are some changes coming for the Mr. Murphy, the Bearded Truth show that normally airs on Mondays. Um, with a new career path aligned for me and with the job offer being uh, sent out today, the schedule is changing up for me a little bit. 
Um, Monday, we'll, if I can get something lined up, we'll be on Monday. <clears throat> but in the upcoming weeks, <clears throat> sorry, I got COVID in my throat. Um, in the upcoming weeks, I sent it to you. <laughs> I mailed it to you. That was that was some of the technical issues. Was just COVID coming in my my throat. But um, in the upcoming weeks, we will be changing up the time for the or the typical Monday nights for Mister Murphy for the Beard of Truth. But this Monday night, we will be I'll be talking with my bookkeepers, um, spoken myself, uh, to figure out who we're gonna have on and what that conversation is about. So stay tuned for that as well. Connor Cudmore says, have Jason on. You guys want another episode of me and Jason fumbling through something together? <laughs> we'll I'll, have... stay on. I'll stay on for another three minutes if we get... How many people are watching? We only we don't have that many people watching. If half of the people say yes, I will have Jason on on Thursday. This will be another... Oh, we messed up. This was, this was not Muddy Waters of Freedom. Yeah, this was Muddy America. Muddied America. We'll do, yeah, we'll do a muddied America on uh, on Thursday if half the people say yes. If not Monday, <laughs> we're both fighting. <laughs> for for if you guys are wondering like why I'm such a slack ass on my Monday thing, it was just because the the job I'm taking is going to be a second shift job. So we didn't know if I was starting off this Monday or when that was going to be starting off, and so. With not having that, I didn't want to schedule somebody and then have to cancel it. So, getting that all together. Don't worry. We'll have muddied Murica Thursday, Monday. Spike will have to call out sick next Tuesday. This will be changed to the muddy Murica in no time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and interview him very, very intensely. I'll just Tucker Carlson you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, no. eight, nine, ten. These are more votes than I was expecting. Ten. How can we find you on the internet? Uh, that really depends on the day. Uh, J. Adam Wegg says, yes, that's eleven, twelve, one more. Uh... So, <laughs> thank the Eskimo Libertarian. Thank you, Eskimo Libertarian. Um, so, yeah, I think if the, somebody. Sorry, go ahead. I think the better question of not how can we find you on the internet is how can we fix your internet? <laughs> there it is. Okay, I'll have Jason on on Thursday. Uh, if, you, if you have time on Thursday, that is. <laughs> I will make the time. Okay. I was already planning to do the muddy zoom, so I was just I had my. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. It's gonna be hard to fill a pencil thin appointment with another pencil thin appointment, but uh, I, I think I can, <laughs> on the same on I the can same some things around for you. Yeah. So yeah, Jason and I will do an episode of Muddy America. Man, I'm gonna have to make graphics and shit. Um. <laughs> hey, we could do those call in moments. Oh yeah, we could do those call if I can figure out how to make that work. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we will do an episode of Muddy America on Thursday. Um, it'll be a lot like this show, except different. Uh, let's. We need to pick a topic and quick. Uh, yeah. Just we'll do the muddy 
trademark idea of fuck it, let's go. We got this. Good idea. Let's go. Fair. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for us on the internet or you are trying to figure out ways to get us better internet. Uh, actually, my internet's supposed to be amazing. I can't believe that it sucks so bad. Uh, all one would have to do. We won't even do the ASMR thing tonight because I'm certain this show has been annoying enough for everybody. Um, you're welcome, America. Uh, all one would have to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters where you could listen to the sweet, sultry, dulcet tones of our voices and enjoy a non-61% dropped frame rate of video. And hopefully you get all of the audio. Um, <laughs> and while you're there, may as well head on over to anchor.fm slash muddywire slash subscribe to help us get better internet so that way we don't ever have to worry about this happening ever, ever, ever again. That would be nice. <laughs> you can also find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Jason, do you have any closing thoughts? If you guys have topics you guys want us to cover on Thursday, if you guys want to do a legwork for us, drop a. We'll make a. I'll make a post in Muddy Waters Facebook group after this, and uh, we'll create an open poll. And you guys can throw in your options, and we may or may not take you up on the most voted on ideas. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. To everybody else, we will see you on Thursday for another episode of Muddied America. Uh, next week, Jason Lyon is going to be having possibly somebody on uh, on Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and then next Tuesday, right back here, me and somebody <laughs> will be parsing through the week's events like the wondrous winter Whatever. We still have snow here. Oh, what's that like? It's terrible. Yeah. It was like eight it inches. Was, it was freezing today here. It was like, what, 50? Uh, it was actually in the 40s. Ooh. Yeah, it was in the 40s. Uh, it was awful. Um, <laughs> my hands are like dry and cracked. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. It's going to be 70 tomorrow, though, so it's okay. Uh <laughs> You can move down here, Jason. You could be my neighbor. I, I like living be... in the south. It means out of Florida. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> my neighbor. <laughs> um, everybody have a great weekend. Tune in next week. Hopefully we have a full week of all new shows for you next week. Um, COVID got some of us. COVID got most of us, and it got some of us worse than it got others. So... Uh, our T's and P's to those who are still uh, trying to get over it. And uh, to everybody else, we hope that uh, you guys are staying safe out there. And uh, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, you don't have to. So uh, have yourselves a great weekend, and we will talk to you all next week. 
And now, Matt Wright and Spike Cohen.